Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Blessed Ember Saturday, Blessed Pentecost Saturday, and welcome to episode 351 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, where tonight we will be talking about Jurassic World Dominion. I've given my review on the film. Would love to hear your thoughts on the film as well. Trying to keep things mostly spoiler-free as it just opened up this weekend, though I definitely do think there are some things that are worth talking about, most especially the villain in the film. Uh, of whom I probably have one of the biggest issues when it comes to the film itself. So we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about Star Trek DS9 Season 2. I just finished Season 2 earlier today, and now am about, I think, just the one episode into Season 3. So I'll share my thoughts on Season 2 of the series as well. I know there are a lot of Star Trek fans and some DS9 fans that typically hang out in the chats. And we will also talk about the box office as there is, of course, a lot of stuff to mention, uh, especially when it comes to not just Star, not just not Star Trek, not just Jurassic World Dominion, but also the incredible performance of Top Gun Maverick and other Films, big news, of course, being one of the big things being, of course, everything everywhere all at once from A24, which, as you all know, I call because it's true. It is the superior, the far superior multiverse film officially becoming the highest grossing A24 release, which is quite exciting stuff. But before going any further, please make sure you smash that like button, light up that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey and also course make sure you're subscribed to the channel of course on youtube if you want to have a chance to comment you can only comment if you are a subscriber for at least five minutes i try to have that set up so that it limits the amount of trolls if possible but also if you have a comment or question please put at odin at the very beginning of your comment at odin it lets me know that you're trying to get my attention and also i uh uh, if you are a member on the channel, lost my train of thought for a second, if you are a member on the channel, you do not have to tag at Odin if you have a comment or question. It's one of the perks of being a YouTube member. But let's go ahead and say hello to some people. We got Bryant Barth in the chat. What's going on, Bryant? Thanks for being here early. The master of gaming. What's going on? Snortapoopus Cuber says, hello, humans and other quitters. What's going on, Snortapoopus? I feel like it's been a while. Orange Reviews, who is a member. Hail to you, good sir. He says, Jurassic World Dominion, a swan song of member berries or an overinflated story with terrible CGI can't wait to discuss. Yeah, the CGI is hit and miss for me. And it comes down to the fact that they utilize, I think, compared at least amongst the Jurassic World films, I think they use the most uh, practical effects out of all three of the Jurassic World films. And I just generally appreciate that a lot. And there are a couple of sequences where the CG is actually really, really good. There's also some sequences where the CG is really, really bad. So I definitely think it's a mixed bag when it comes to CG. I think that there's no denying that the story is overinflated, but I think it's kind of that mixture of a swan song of member berries that is not nearly as bad as the story that was in uh, Fallen Kingdom, and I think is it's an okay you know finale. It's one of those things where this is a series that should not have gone on for as long as it did. I mean, it's already bad enough, and people already have issues when it comes to Jurassic uh, Park three, or some even people having at least the second half of the Lost World. 
uh, in the original Jurassic Park trilogy. Some people were okay with Jurassic World. I thought it was like, oh, okay, fine. Doesn't need to be revamped. I think that this is unnecessary and this is the cash grab, but okay, whatever. Then Fallen Kingdom comes out and it's garbage. And then so I feel like this one kind of picks things back up a little bit. Doesn't quite get to the Jurassic World level, but also doesn't fall into the depths that uh, Fallen Kingdom fell into. So I think that if there was going to be a conclusion, is this the best way they could have done it? No. But is it an okay? Is it a fine conclusion to the story? Sure. I I, I think, why not? <laughs> so I think it's definitely a, a bit of a mixed bag there, uh, for sure. Let's see. We got Tina B, Empress of the Universe. Hail to you, Tina B. Hope y'all's stream went swimmingly last night. And as she mentions, please tag at Odin. And yes, I do fall 20 to 30 minutes behind, depending on how active the chat is. So I appreciate you being here. And I believe I saw Stephanie B saying that she was here, but not here. So I appreciate you, Stephanie B, for being in the chat as well. Also, Tina, glad to hear that you are feeling better. Makes me happy to hear. Forever Sci-Fi, who is a member, hail to you, good sir. Thank you for being here, Bruce. Hail, Bruce. What's going on, good sir? Thanks for being here. Always here and always appreciate it. Let's see. Gmonkey76, there he is. What's going on, good sir? There's Stephanie B. Hail to you, Stephanie B. Says, hail, I'm here, but not really. Woo! Well, thank you for being here. I very much appreciate it. Uh, Tina is saying it's worldwide or universal or happy world gin day. So for, for those that enjoy gin, there you go. I will enjoy my water right here. It's very, it's very delightful. It's very delicious. Um, it reminds me there, and I've mentioned this previously before about the current state of Star Wars as bad as it is. It makes me want to keep on rewatching a musical parody that was made about Star Wars called Annie the Musical. Yes, A N I, like Anakin. And oh man, it's a so it's so much of a better story than what we're finding from Obi Wan Kenobi. But there's a part in the play in the musical where Qui-Gon Jinn's force ghost shows up and he makes a corny joke. And one of it is, Hey, do you want a drink? I call it a Qui-Gon Jinn and tonic. Anyway, that's, that's all I could think about. And I think it's hilarious because he makes some corny jokes in the prequels. If my memory serves me right. Um, uh, dog, what's going on? Says, are you prepared to pay $50 to take your wife to the movies? Well, my wife, luckily, I say this luckily and not, doesn't really like the movies all that much. There aren't a lot of films that she would actually want to go out to the theater to go see, uh, especially since the pandemic times. So um, I-, I won't have to worry about that. So I'll pay my $21, $22 in a month for my AMC A-list and get three movies every week, up to three movies every week. And not have to worry about any of that. Uh, Dean Heiss, thank you, by the way, for being a member for 25 months in a row at the Citizen of Asgardian level. Says, hello, just quick in and out. Not feeling well today. We'll be lurking. Well, I hope you are doing well. Hope you feel better soon. And thanks for stopping by. Let's see. Master of Gaming, tag to say, uh, your thought on West Side Story costing $100 million makes no sense. You'll be baffled by how much the Elvis movie is made on $200 million. Hold on. Your thought, West Side, you thought West Side Story costing $100 million makes no sense. Ah, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that is a great point. I have no idea. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. Is that true? Is that true? Let me, uh, let me look that up real quick. $200 million for Elvis? 
Nothing in that trailer even indicates that they're going to be using visual effects to any insane degree. But, oh my goodness, yes! I, I, I can indeed confirm. Let me go ahead and put it up on the screen so that way everyone, everyone can see this. This is, wow. So, the upcoming Elvis movie, a budget of $200 million. What? That is insane. All right, where is this coming from? The great persuader, Boz Lerman, on his biggest gamble yet from the Sydney Morning Herald. Interesting. Let's see, taking on the tale of the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley, then shooting it on the Gold Coast mid-pandemic. The job for the crazy brave, but as he nears 60, last year, director still has plenty of that chutzpah left in him. That is interesting. So I will say, first off, that... I don't know much about this outlet. I don't know much enough about this outlet. So I, I do have some, uh, yeah, I, I have some concerns that this might not necessarily be legit. Might not be legit. So, <laughs> but right now, uh, again, it's on Wikipedia. It must be true. But that all being said, $200 million dollars. That is insane if that indeed holds out. Sometimes what does happen, and I know that some people have pointed this out before when I've talked about the box office for things, sometimes there are budgets that are reported and then another article will post something different. And so you'll get a a range. So you'll have a bunch of, uh, for instance, you'll have on Wikipedia, they'll say the budget is somewhere between 170 and 200 or 150 and 200 because different outlets have reported different things. It'll be incredibly interesting to see what they are able to do and just exactly what plays out with that. Like whether or not it actually is able to show that it costs $200 million, but dang, that means the film's break evens what close to 450 million. I don't know if that film's going to do that. I mean, it looks somewhat interesting, but there's a certain line that drives my Valkyrie crazy that mentioning this film makes me want to see, but for this one moment, I'm going to hold off on it but I cannot promise that I'm going to hold off on it for very long. So, but that <laughs> that's for the Valkyrie. I'm going to hold off on that line. <laughs> anyway, Soul Assassin, what's going on? Good, sir. Thanks for being here. Stephanie B. There she is. Tag and saying, hi, what happened on FNT? Please, a dish. I can't watch the whole thing or I'll ask Eric or Mark. Um, it was a typical Friday Night Tights is really what I, I can say. There were some inappropriate things that are typically brought up as they always are. And it kind of went down a hole that I was not very, <laughs> was not very amused by. And so let's just say it took a lot of, uh, took a lot, a lot of quiet, uh, prayers, it took a lot of quiet prayers. So that's the only thing that I can think of. If anyone's talking about what happened on Friday night tights, just, they brought up something as far as a video is concerned from early days of the internet and uh yeah people getting killed by horses through certain acts basically that's that's all i'm willing to say about it and uh i don't even want to think about it anymore so in order to keep my mind a little bit more cleansed uh something i'm actually very excited about so i was you know not late today but typically i get that stream started right at 655 like i get the stream rolling at 655 that way it gives some people time to 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 you know come in and everything 
And so uh, one of the reasons, though, why was I was working on something. So I've been waiting for certain materials to come in because I've been wanting to make, as you all know, I'm Catholic. I don't make a secret about that. But I've been wanting to make my own uh, rosaries for, for a while um, to, to give away to people, uh, to make for students, things like that. And I found a really great video that was a really good tutorial. And so I can now say I've now made my own rosary. Look at that. Look at that. That was me. I did that. Now I will have to give credit to the wife, all right? Because the wife did did uh, this this big knot right here. Uh, this is one where you needed two strands wrapping, and I just couldn't figure it out. Uh, she is a, a lot better, a lot better than I am with this stuff. But yeah, all these other all these other ones I was able to do. So it just took some some knots in certain places. You know, overall not too expensive either. I've learned some things for the next one. I, I plan on <laughs> investing in other things in the future too. But with the materials that I have, I should be able to, uh, yeah, to make a couple more. And then uh, the beads are the ones where I'll just need to buy more of. But luckily, they're they're relatively cheap. But uh, yeah, nice nice spiritual weapon here. Cross is a Saint Benedict cross. Two medals on here. There's one that's a Saint Benedict medal, one that is miraculous medal. So I'm going to bring this with me to mass tomorrow for it to be blessed by uh, my priest, and then boom, I'll have one out of the way. And yeah, I'm going to bring some with me to uh, to Dallas, and then I plan also throughout the year to keep on making them. And if I get proficient enough within with them, I hope to be able to make new styles, different colors, things like that. And again, way of evangelizing, right? Of just being like, hey. Thought you might want to have this. If you want to use it, you can. If you don't want to use it, that's fine too. But hey, there it is. But yeah, I'm excited about it. All right, let's see. Brian Barth, hail to you, says, Sot Top Gun Maverick, awesome movie. It's pretty, fa- it's pretty fantastic. It's a pretty solid, solid film. Let's see. Victor Fontaine, hail to you, good sir. Hail. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi, who's a member, says, I'm done with the Jurassic Park series. Watch a couple of anime instead. Your name and a silent voice. Way better quality and stories. Dude, your name is phenomenal. That movie is fantastic. It was on sale somewhat recently. And so I was able to pick it up for my giveaways pile. But yeah, for those that have never seen it before, this is your name. It is really really good it's a very very powerful story this is director makoto uh, shinkai so other than studio ghibli and other than miyazaki this is probably my favorite creator in the anime space because your name is just phenomenal i believe he then also went on to do another feature film which was weathering with you i think that was the name of his second film because i think i also picked up an extra copy of that as well and uh, that one was also really good not as good as your name your name is like on a whole other level, but this film, oh, it's fantastic. So I I would say you probably chose well there because even though I think that Jurassic World Dominion is better than Fallen Kingdom, it's it's still not great. You know, it's still a C plus movie for me. And yeah, I think that that's time better spent watching your name. I've, I've actually not seen a silent voice, but for some reason, I want to say that name sounds familiar within the... Uh, within the filmography of the guy that did your name. So, yeah, let me know your thoughts on those. Stone Cold's Beer Cooler. What's going on, good sir? Just says, Odin is in hell in a cell. Yeah, back in the day when I liked the WWE before they just fell off a cliff. Now now I'm an AEW guy. 
Now I'm just an AEW guy. Uh, Mr. Vane Casnell? What's going on? Probably mispronounced that, but what's going on? How's it going, good sir? Master of Gaming, tag to say, which movie did nostalgia better? Jurassic World, Dominion, or Spider-Man No Way Home? No Way Home easily. Because the nostalgia, they have the original characters from Jurassic World, uh, they have the original characters from Jurassic Park in Dominion, and it's nice seeing those actors in the film, but they don't really do a whole lot. I think there's a lot of missed opportunities within it, and uh, I don't really think that they really use member berries all that well. There's a couple of lines here and there where you're like, oh yeah, that's right, there was that whole thing, but... In the end, I don't think it was. I don't. I don't think that it was well executed. Whereas with No Way Home, you've got the actors coming back. You have a lot of really powerful moments in the film, and then you also have just a lot of really funny moments in the film too. So yeah, No Way Home did nostalgia a lot better. I would also say Ghostbusters Afterlife did nostalgia a lot better too. And that one I feel is a little bit more controversial because of how one of the characters comes back. Phil to Hobbit, Alan, thank you for the diamond donation over on DLive. I appreciate it, good sir. Alice McCarthy, there it is. Praying for you, dude. Hope you are healing up, man. He says here, howdy, Odin, how's it going? How's Thor? Worn out from hours of physical therapy, but feeling better than the Obi-Wan show. Hey, I'm glad you're feeling better, man. Glad to hear you're out of the hospital. Praying for a very quick and smooth recovery, good sir. And, oh man, yes, that, <laughs> that Obi-Wan show. It honestly is amazing to me. It's not that surprising because of what we know about Disney, but it's really not that... It really is amazing still how anyone is defending the acting from Moses Ingram as that character of Reva. It really is unforgivable because it's not even that it's a bad, wooden, lifeless performance, but also it's as if they just took a random character from any modern set in 2022 movie. So think about any film that's set in 2022 where it's supposed to be someone from this time. Think about how if they just took that character and threw them into Star Wars. That is how the performance is given. Which is not good because it's not Star Wars. And yet they are obsessed with trying to push the whole narrative of, well, that just means that uh, you're, you're an ist and a foe, but it's no... But with regards to the Ist, have you forgotten about Lando Calrissian, who's one of the <laughs> the the actual Lando Calrissian from the OG 1970s into the 80s films? I mean, did you forget about him? If we're talking about being a, an Ist in 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 regards to her gender, um, Leia, anybody? It's insane to me. It honestly is insane. It honestly is insane. Uh, let's see. Buffalo Alice. What is going on? Let's see. Bruce, give it a PSA. There is a missing persons alert for Ezra Miller. Well, at least he can't be found. It kind of happens when someone wanting to serve you with papers. Well, here's the thing, too. And I know, I know, obviously, there are a lot of us here who have various opinions about him and about others in Hollywood in general. I do hope that if he honestly can't be found, I do hope that he is okay. At the end of the day, he is a human being. He's probably done, allegedly done terrible things. And based on his track record, it seems that they are likely very credible. So I hope that there is an investigation. I hope that he is 
uh, put on trial and that he is given a fair trial and that whatever the truth is, that that truth comes out. And that, that that's how we should all react to any single case, right? Is hope for someone to be served the justice that um, that they deserve to be served. So, uh, but, but in regards to him missing, I, I kind of just hope he's okay. It's clear that he's a disturbed individual. I think that many of us can at least say that. He's at least dealing with substance abuse issues, if not even worse issues, based on the allegations that are being brought forward. But with those kind of allegations and with those kinds of things that he's been dealing with now for a long time in his life, I, I do hope that he is okay, just like I would hope anyone who is missing is okay. And especially within the realm of this one, so that not only does he serve justice if the process plays out and there is found to be credibility and there is found to be guilt in him, innocent until proven guilty. Again, sometimes it's hard for us, I think, to, to fall into that standard, but we need to hold it, right? We need to hold that position, I think, for all people, even ones that we're not huge fans of or even for ones that there just seems to be a, a likelihood that something would have been done. Um, but also, too, hope that he's okay so that if there's anyone else who is involved or if there's other things that maybe he can say can get revealed as well. Because Lord knows when we talk about Hollywood and we talk about the worst aggressors of Hollywood, anyone who pays attention can realize that he is bottom of the food chain. Lord knows he probably, he probably knows secrets. He probably knows bigger names. And I think it would be important for him and just for society in general, for him to be okay, safe, to get clean, to serve time if he needs to serve time, but then also, hopefully, to reveal things going on that might need to be. Matthew Highland, what's going on? Thank you very much for being here. I appreciate it. Joey Horn in the chat. Hail to you, Joey Horn. I appreciate it. Joe, what's going on? Joe, kick A. Absolutely. Josiah Fitch, what's going on? Thank you very much for being in the chat. Jacques Lesuave over on Odyssey. Light up that fire button, Jacques. Thank you for hanging out over there. He says here, I haven't seen the new Jurassic movie. Does Laura Dern use a dinosaur at high speed to crash it through another dinosaur and save the day? I can confirm this is really not spoiling anything. I think that that is not the case at all. So no, Laura Dern, Dern does not ride a dinosaur at full speed to knock over another dinosaur. So, <laughs> though that would have made it a lot more entertaining, I can definitely say that much. All righty then. Da -da 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 -da. S7B says, absolutely, please smash that like button on YouTube and light up that fire button on Odyssey. It really does help a lot. Um, da, 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 da. Buffalo Alice, welcome. Sahil, welcome. Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington, hail to you. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you, thank you very much. Forever Sci-Fi, who's a member, says, uh, I'm going for the watermelon look today. No, it's red because of Pentecost. So we are still in the season of Pentecost, a short season in the life of the church, but today is known as Ember Saturday uh, leading to the, uh, you know, really kind of the vigil of Trinity Sunday, tomorrow's Trinity Sunday, which is essentially the end of or wrapping up the Easter season. We then have Corpus Christi, Corpus Christi, the Feast of Corpus Christi, this Thursday. And then we have second Sunday after Pentecost, next Sunday, 
And then we go into Sacred Heart of Jesus, uh, Nativity of John the Baptist. So yeah, we're, we're wrapping up the Easter season as it were, why uh, finishing up with Pentecost. Low Watermark, thank you very much, Low Watermark, for the $50 donation via Streamlabs. Thank you for circumventing Mama Susan. Thank you for being in the chat, good sir. He says, happy episode 351, Odin. Thank you very much, man. I really, really do appreciate that. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Let's see. Uh, 70B says, whoops, I asked again, but please disregard. Ew. Yeah, don't worry. I did. I did. I assumed that it was an accident. I thought either it's an accident or I'm going crazy and, and I'm reading things a second time, which sometimes happens. Anyway, Bruce, Titus, I always thought you were using the rosary during FNT a lot, actually. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, once things got started getting really bad, I was definitely holding on to it. Definitely said a couple of Hail Marys while I could because it's always more difficult to do full-on prayers during the stream, during the actual stream itself, because I am trying to listen when there is some conversation going on because sometimes in the midst of all the craziness and all of the inappropriate discussion, sometimes there's a actual discussion that's trying to break through. So it's difficult for me with ADD especially to listen to the conversation, but then also that. Um, so anyway... Uh, but I definitely were able to get at least a couple of prayers out, <laughs> at the very least. Oh, man, oh, man. Let's see. Gary Banjo Sandwich says, that looks great. Thank you, dude. Yeah. Again, for, for my first time doing one, I'm, I'm pretty proud. Again, I made that. Look at that. I made it. And the only thing that I did not actually do myself was just that one knot right there. And I think I now know in the future how to be able to avoid uh, issues like that um, as such. But anyway, yeah, very, very powerful spiritual weapon here. So very excited to start doing that. It's nice just to have, because I have a lot of hobbies like watching movies and watching shows, uh, trying to think, uh, reading books, things of that nature. But I, I would like just, to, it's nice to have something that I can do with my hands. This is something too that I can give to somebody else. So I don't know. I like that. I like I like the I like the versatility, as it were, of it. Let's see. Joey Horn, hail to you, good sir. Says that is a beautiful weapon. It is a beautiful spiritual weapon. Uh, it's going to be even more powerful tomorrow after I can get it blessed. Let's see. Bruce says I like Top Gun two even more the second time around. Nice man. I still have not gotten around to seeing it a second time myself. Hoping to do so as soon as I possibly can. Um, but glad to hear that it's still as enjoyable the second time as it was the first time. And again, I'm just still amazed by that film. It's amazing when any film can be better than the original. It's not, it's, it's not very common, I feel. Not very common at all, especially when they are separated by so much time. All right, Forever Sci-Fi, who is a member, says, A Silent Voice was a really touching movie about bullying, depression, anxiety, and forgiveness, especially forgiving yourself. It's right up your alley, Odin. I admit I shed a few tears. Okay, okay, nice. Yeah, again, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the same director, creator of, of your name. And so if it's anything like your name, I think I think he did Weathering With You. If it's anything like those films, I do like his style. I do like not just his animation style, but also his storytelling style. So I would not be surprised if I were in love with that film too. 
and uh, was moved by it as well. Because as you all know, when it comes to that concept of bullying, I definitely have disagreements with some of the people that I'm friends with in the online space. Uh, Some of them view bullying through, I think, a very myopic lens. Whereas for me, it's I understand that being bullied can indeed over time help you build your character. But I've also been on the receiving and the giving end of bullying. And I've seen the impact on myself, but not just on myself. I've seen the impact of the other person as well. And I think I've, I've shared this story before about how I met somebody who I had bullied when I was in grammar school, grammar school. So a time in which you are so young, you don't even realize the things that you're doing. You don't realize the impact that your words and your actions will have on anybody. Meeting that person later on in high school, in the high school age. And as soon as they recognized me, they got wide-eyed and turned around and essentially ran away. And it was that moment where I'm like, oh goodness, like this is a lot, this this is a lot worse than I thought it was going to be, right? This is not just like a, oh, they got over it or they got stronger. No, instead it was a everything became everything came flooding back. Even though it happened to even though it happened to this person at, at such a younger age, right, of being bullied in grammar school, it has lifelong impacts. And thank God we had a mutual friend who was able to go after her and was able to talk to her. And we were able to have a conversation and I was able to actually apologize. I was able to ask for forgiveness because she was able to open up and say, yeah, um, what you and your friends did and said, it led to me going through years of isolation and depression and having to go through therapy, et cetera. And I'm just like heartbroken. And we sometimes I don't think realize the impact that our words say. I'm learning that even now as an adult, there are things that I say even now where I don't even realize the impact that it's having on someone until someone tells me. And then I think, oh my goodness, I just never even thought that it would have this impact. And it breaks my heart even then. So yeah, I I think that it's something that is is so incredibly important for us to talk about. And it's something that we can't just brush off, I think. And I definitely want to uh, just make that clear. So yeah, this this I, I didn't even know uh, Silent Voice was dealing with that subject, so it definitely sounds like it'd be up my alley for sure. Let's see, 70B says, Odin is super straight edge. Yes, absolutely. I enjoy water. And yes, <laughs> milk products, Gatorade. I don't really even do soft drinks that much. Though I'm not so straight edge that I do no, ca- I don't, I'm not one of the no caffeine types. No smoking, no drinking, alcoholic beverages, and uh, no drugs. Let's see. Mr. Says, Odin also, Kotanaya no ni. I don't know. Oh, is that another Is that another anime director? What have they done? Joey Horn says, I just bought a three-volume set of uh, The Faith and the Early Church Fathers. Thanks for posting that picture on Discord. Joey Horn, no problem at all, man. Yeah. Uh, we were having an interesting discussion towards the end of the stream on the OMB report, and someone had asked a recommendation on reading you know, early church fathers, basically. And that set's really, really good because it's got basically either entire text of early letters, like, again, all non-biblical stuff, but stuff that is very core to understanding the similarities with everything. It's, it's awesome, man. Because obviously you got St. Ignatius of Antioch in there. You got Origin. Again, all the early church fathers. And then one of the documents that I love that's in the volume one is the Didache. The Didache, I think, is, is phenomenal. There's so many, really good, uh, so many really good things in there. 
Let's see. Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthy says, Extended Cut coming soon. No Way Home Plus. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird to me that they're releasing it in September. I don't quite understand why they're waiting until September. The only thing I could think of is that Sony doesn't want that film to compete against other products. But maybe I'm I'm missing out on on something when it comes to their overall release schedule. Because what is the next major Sony release? I'm kind of missing... You know, I'm missing that piece of the puzzle, as it were. I'm sure that someone else could look that up or knows better than I do. But to me, it just doesn't make sense to wait until September unless it's just a dead spot in their release schedule. And they think, hey, it's a dead spot in ours and others. It's a good time to make extra money and extra profits. But I think no matter when they release that, people are going to go see it because people really enjoyed it. And if they're told, hey, yeah, by the way, you get extra scenes. The only other thing I can possibly think about would be that it's not ready, that they're trying to get a high-quality cut of the film, like a high-quality extended cut of the film. I don't know. Let's see. 70B says, Are you thinking of streaming on Father's Day weekend? I will be absent. So Father's Day weekend is actually the weekend of the Dallas trip, so I'm going to still be in Dallas on uh, Father's Day weekend. So if I can stream on that Saturday somehow... I'll try to, but obviously I don't know what's going to happen once I'm there. I know that we're doing the fan meetup on Thursday. I know that we are doing the uh, Friday Night Tights stream together on Friday from one of the hotel rooms. I think it's like a suite. And I know that we're trying to try and go to the con that is there in Dallas for the next few days. So the only the only official plans that I have for the weekend other than those events are going to Mass on Sunday at Monterey Parish, uh, which is the FSSP traditional at Mass Parish there. So very, very hyped and excited to go there because it's just, I don't know. I just look at the Mass times and I'm like, oh my goodness, I wish that I <laughs> I wish that I had this church near me. Um, but yeah, so I still need to find a place to stay because I was banking on <laughs> there being a, a, a house sim- situation similar to Orlando. And unfortunately that didn't happen. So now I just, I mean, there's still plenty of things available, but I need to actually like get that locked down uh, probably in the next couple of days. Let's see. Mark Lizette, oh, sorry, uh, Master of Gaming says, did you know that Rava is rumored to get her own show? Also, Jason Freebird and Aaron Seltzer is making a Star Wars parody. I don't know much about those guys, so I, I hope that that's good news as far as parodies are concerned. And I did hear about Reva potentially getting her own show. I don't know how much of that is a rumor. It could very well be Disney trying to throw that out there to kind of test the waters a bit. Could also be them just trying to troll the people that clearly don't like her character either. But it is what it is. Uh, Let's see. Mark Lizeth, what's going on, man? Welcome. Glad to have you here. Let's see. Long Gunman, what's going on? Hail to you, good sir. Thanks for being here. All righty. Dragon Bricks, welcome back to the chats. I appreciate you. Let's see. Victor Fontaine, he tried to say the motivation behind sending you the Spider-Man Extended Edition article was because we need an Extended Edition Steelbook since we missed out on the first one. Um, well, my... Again, I don't really know because I, I, do- I haven't dove into the special features on the No Way Home 4K. So... 
I th- I thought the 4K had come with some extended scenes and deleted scenes in there. So if that's the case, then it might just be that they're putting them all together into one cut. And don't be surprised. These companies are going to try and make as much money as they can. And they oftentimes do multiple releases, even in the same year or within a couple of years. So I would not be surprised whatsoever if they did a re-release of the 4K or an additional release of the 4K uh, with the extended cut. Maybe they would be even willing to call it the director's cut. Though whether it's a director's cut or not, it's neither here nor, here nor there. Dragon Brick says, you're a background. Is that because of Pentecost? Absolutely it is. Absolutely. No doubt about it. All right. Bruce tagged to say, uh, kind and true words for Ezra. He does seem to need help, and I fear he comes across as someone that could self Delete if not found and help. No, I agree. I totally agree. It's clear that because you you don't end up that way for no reason. So it makes me ask the question of what happened to him and who treated him in what way to get him to this point. Because typically you don't get to this point by yourself, especially for someone who started off relatively young. Uh, I think the first... The first film that I'm aware of that got him onto the scene was Perks of Being a Wallflower, which is actually a pretty solid little film. And especially when you're, I think he was still a teenager or at the very least early 20s when he did that movie. So when you get in very young like that, it it starts to make you wonder, especially now since that time and since the past several years, especially, we we continue to learn more and more just about just how depraved and disgusting Hollywood actually is. So... What happened to him, you know? So it's like, I, I want him to be okay, just as a, you know, on a human-to-human level. But at the same time, I I want him to get the help he needs and hopefully to be able to reveal whoever it was that treated him the way... And again, this is all speculation on my part. It could very well just have been completely himself. And none of this, none of this... Uh, and I want to make this clear too. None of this forgives him for any of the things that he's done. None of this takes away any of the things that he's done or that he has said. And that's why I've said he needs to serve justice for anything that he has done. But at the same time, we have to recognize that, which is so often the case in Hollywood, there are normally a lot more things going on and a lot more people behind the scenes that lead to some of these people's behavior. And I want those people exposed too. You know? So I want anyone who's done anything wrong, Ezra and beyond, to be held accountable. And also, we must always remember, innocent until proven guilty. Even if there is a lot of evidence, and even if it seems like there is a likely chance that allegations are true. Because Lord knows I would want someone to have the presumption of innocence for me and for other people that I know in my life. So... Anyway, those are just my own two cents. Daniel Thorne says, For two weeks, we were in movie heaven with Top Gun. Uh, high Rotten Tomatoes meta scores, breaking records. Then came Jurassic World 3, and now we're in hell. I wouldn't say that we're in hell. Jurassic, here's the thing, man. Uh, Top, Gun, Top Gun 2 is still doing incredibly well. All right? It's still having insanely strong holds. Keep in mind, it has still probably the record breaking week one to week two percentage drop-off for a film that made as much as it did. 
It is rolling towards breaking seven hundred plus million dollars this weekend. A hundred, you know, a billion dollars because of especially its weakness in. And by weakness, I don't mean it's doing poorly. I just mean in reference to and in contrast to its domestic run. It looks like that probably is going to be what keeps it from the billion dollars. But fact remains, the film is doing better than anyone would have expected. The film's word of mouth is incredibly strong. And not only is the film doing well here, but I'm already looking forward. The fact that they got the pre-sales going for the 4K and the Blu-ray for this thing within about a week of its release, that is not very common. It's not very common for you to get releases like that. Now, one could say, well, this film's been delayed for several years, and so it makes sense that they would have this stuff kind of ready to go. But I don't know. I, I feel like they are clearly capitalizing on the excitement level, not only for people seeing the film, but also people willing to buy the film early, too. So, um, and that all being said, hey, even though I'm going to call out Jurassic World, Dominion, because of them, uh, specifically Universal, putting out that film in China and giving the CCP millions of dollars, I'm going to continue to call them and any studios that do that out, as I typically do. But also, got to keep in mind that a giant domestic weekend for that movie which it is having right now means more money for theaters meanings means more money for local theaters which means a greater ability for the local theaters to be able to hire more workers pay their workers better etc so that that's also all of these things have to be taken into account all righty then let's see long gunman i just saw this part of it just put, again, anyone who has a comment or question, please put at Odin. Uh, he says, I recommend praying a rosary before Friday Night Tights. I'll pray for you. Thanks, man. Yeah, I think that's definitely a good idea for sure. Um, the only tricky part when it comes to right before or the hour or two before Friday Night Tights is that the reason why I'm always late for Friday Night Tights is because uh, usually during the most of the year, during nine months out of the year, I'm working. So that's a part of it. And then also my wife typically will drop my son off at daycare in the morning and then I'll pick him up in the afternoon. And so by the time it starts normally, that's the time I go to pick up my son. And so because of that, that's obviously a lot more important. That takes priority in my life. My family comes first. And then when we get, we get home, usually I'm taking care of dinner, taking care of his bath time, right? That's our time. That's our bonding time. You know, my wife has the, the morning bonding time. I have the, you know, evening bonding time. So uh, very, very sacred time for me and my wife, especially um, to have that, you know, again, you don't really get those moments and time is already flying by so quickly. The, the words, he's saying so many words now. We're like, oh my goodness, we just can't believe how how much he has grown um, in such a short amount of time. Um, so all of those moments are very precious to us. So because of that, though, it makes being able to pray the rosary beforehand a little bit trickier. But uh, early in the day, I think absolutely that would be a, a good thing to do. Let's see. Orange Chat says, Odin, I have always had a fascination with rosaries. That one looks very nice. Hey, Orange Chat, I would love to send you one, man. Would love to send you one. Let me know. Let's see. The Twiggy Kid says, congrats on making that first rosary. Thank you, Twiggy Kid. I appreciate that. You're awesome. Uh, 70B had to say quartering and uh, Tim Pool got swatted the other day. Yeah, it was insane that they got swatted around the same time. Like, it's just so, it's so, so sad. It's so sad. And, and, and disturbing, to say the very least. Forever Sci-Fi says, it definitely does not take 
the FNT view. Uh, it definitely does not take the FNT view. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, and and they have their own view, and I understand that view to an extent, right? Because again, I was one who was treated in such a way, right? I was both bullied and was a bully, which actually makes sense. Typically, people who are bullies tend to be going through something themselves, so. It makes sense, even though it does not justify the behavior whatsoever. And even me understanding and saying, oh, I was a kid, I didn't know any better. Yeah, still decisions I made, so I take responsibility for them. Um, but yeah, I, I think that for anyone to kind of just blow it off to say, rub some dirt on it, you'll get better. In some cases, maybe, right? In some cases, that might work. And for some people, that might be their their experience but for a lot of others it's not and having seen that firsthand with getting to talk to the person that i had bullied when i was younger getting to actually talk to them getting to hear them and getting to understand the impact that i had getting to apologize to them which is a huge huge thing i think is something that a lot of times people don't get the opportunity or don't get the chance to do you know? So again, though I understand the concept of it builds character. Okay. Maybe for some people and to some extent, that doesn't make it a good thing. And it doesn't take away the fact that it can oftentimes have a very big detrimental effect on the psychology of that person potentially for the rest of their life. So I will always have a much more nuanced approach to that subject. All right, Daniel Thorne says, remember, Odin loves water, so when you see him pelt him with ice-cold water balloons, please don't. Yeah, please please don't do that in Dallas. It's not that I hate water. I'm not going to melt or anything, but come on. <laughs> uh, let's see. Tina add in to say, I won't be available Father's Day weekend either. I'm taking my brother out since he's the only man in our family. Hey, that's awesome, though. Hope you and him have a great time. And yeah, as I said, pretty much we'll have to be kind of just seat of our pants when it comes to the Saturday stream uh, for next Saturday. So I, I hope to be able to be able to maybe stream uh, for a little bit at least from my room, uh, wherever I end up going. Maybe if one of the persons that's theirs is wanting to jump, jump on a stream with me or something, or maybe I'll be on someone else's stream. I don't know. No one, No one tells me anything, it seems. Uh, Buffalo Alice says, hope you like modern day. Thank you. Yeah, I, it looks phenomenal. Uh, just when I when I saw the mass schedule, it already made me excited. Uh, and it's interesting because as excited as I am for the meetup on Thursday and as excited as I am to be able to hang out with a lot of people throughout the weekend, I must say I'm probably most excited to be able to see modern day parish. I've heard a lot about it. Uh, the Twinkie Kid says, you might run into Dr. Taylor Marshall at Modern Day, if I'm not mistaken. That's the parish. I think, he, I think he's mentioned that they've gone there. If that's not his parish, at the very least, that sometimes they go there. Yeah, that that's always weird, I think, because I, at one point, was in New Orleans and was at a mass and saw another Catholic YouTuber, and I was like, I, I, you don't know ever how to approach that thing, because it's like, okay, so you're kind of like a YouTube online celebrity, but then you're also a person of faith. So yeah, it's kind of this weird quote unquote celebrity moment, but yeah, Brian Barth, which is better top gun 86 or top gun Maverick. I enjoy top gun Maverick more. I think that it's a better story 
And really, it comes down to time. They have technology now that is just leaves and bounds ahead of what they had back then. So you have that aspect to it. Uh, the story is derivative of the first film. So I think that that is definitely a strike against it. When I say the story is is better or that I enjoy the story more, one could easily say, yeah, well, it's essentially the story from the original. But I honestly think that it's just, I don't know, it's told better. I think that it's just, it's a better made film, if that makes any sense. And it's interesting because a lot of people actually agree with that. Not everybody. It's not a universal thought. But a lot of people typically that I've heard from have said, yeah, I enjoy this actually better than the original, which is not something that you hear very often. I think that's a very interesting point, to say the very least. Super Anime Gamer says, hell, what is up, my dude? What's going on, Super? Thank you very much for being here. Uh, Angela Guidolin, what's going on, Angela? Says, hello, chat and mods. Hail Odin. Glad you survived FNT prayer hands. Yes, thank you. I'm happy that I survived it as well. Uh, towards the end, they just kept bringing up the same thing over and over again. I had to throw up the image of Divine Mercy because um, I, I just was, oh, man. I was like, Lord, please provide mercy to <laughs> to these people. Uh, it's just not good. Let's see. Uh, Brightburn985. Uh, what do you think makes Honor Majesty's Secret Service a bad movie? Everything's relative. You may not like Honor Majesty's Secret Service, but certainly better than Diamonds Are Forever. Um, it's just... So th- I don't like it because it's not a well-made film. Uh, there's issues with the editing, uh, especially with the sound editing. During all of the fights with James Bond, there's a very... And I know that this exists in the other films too, but to me it's even more egregious. They ADR'd, meaning in post-production, they added sound effects to his fights. And it sounds so cringe because you're hearing these, uh, 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 and it doesn't make any sense. There's no rhyme or reason to it. So it's just a poorly made movie. In addition to the actor does not feel like James Bond. So that aspect of it doesn't feel like James Bond. That's, that's a subjective view, right? So... We're going to have disagreements on that. But the ADR stuff is really bad in this one because it's so egregious. It's so noticeable. And um, to be honest, I've totally forgotten everything story-wise about it. I could probably give more thoughts on it, but (laughs) I've basically announced it from my memory banks at this point. Uh, Brian Barth. uh, Yeah, we've already talked about that in a previous stream. And not surprised. Not surprised at all that Joker 2 is getting a second film. As I mentioned in, we were talking about this and speculating about this back in 2019 when Joker came out. Cause some people were, some people were saying, no, nah, there won't be a sequel. There will be a sequel. And I was like, no, there's going to be one. They set one up. They set it up for it. Uh, the money's made to be there. And the only thing that's going to hold it from being made is whether or not the people who created the film are willing to do another one. And based on what we're hearing, it looks like, they are going to uh, be taking another one. Uh, Mrs. Martin Muses, thank you for the super sticker. Thank you for that, Rose. I always appreciate uh, your love and support, Miss Martin Muses. Thank you. And Gomer Kyle has been a member for 14 months at the Army of Asgard level. And he cashed in on his free super chat saying, Oh, and I was praying for you last night. I was even in shock. And I've been around the block and pretty much desensitized to everything. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, man. I really do appreciate that. I really, really do. Um, yeah. And I appreciate everyone who was with me. It was great seeing a lot of support in the chat last night. <laughs> and um, yeah, it it is. Yeah, it was one of the toughest because 
I mentioned this to someone else who I was talking to after I grew up with uh, high school and college friends who all spoke and swore like sailors. So the cursing and stuff is something that doesn't really, it's not that it doesn't bother me, but it's something that I've definitely been desensitized to as far as it, you know, causing me to go, it's, you know, I don't like it, but it is what it is. But some of the topics that, that were being brought up, I'm like, even my friends as, I mean, most of them were either atheist, agnostic, non-practicing Christian. So, yeah, it was a very mixed group of people, but most of them didn't have any. So kind of similar to actually the the group that we have here with FNT, but I had never really heard those kinds of, yeah. So it was definitely a lot for me as well. But at the end of the day, as, as I always say, um, they are people. And I love them. And sometimes we don't understand or others don't understand why we're friends with certain people or why we put up with certain people and things of that nature. And it's always it's always going to be impossible for us to explain it to everybody about why it works or, or what we see in it. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, that's where I am with them is, no, they're in their hearts. They're good people. I mean, I just think to how much uh, money, for instance, Gary especially has raised for charity. I, I think about what, um, you know, obviously uh, Ryan and Jeremy, even though they were dealing with a complete uh, jack-off in Zack Snyder, how much money they were able, through their hard work and through their dedication, were able to help raise for charity as well. So I think it's things like that where I'm able to say, I look at the good that they have done and I'm able to understand that there's goodness in there. And my hope is that over time it continues to pour out because I do think it's there. Let's see. Scott Miller says DS nine really hits its stride in the episodes to come much darker, but great writing. Yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, speaking of that a little bit season two, I liked a lot. Um, I definitely liked it a lot more than season one because season one it gets going. It's a, it's the start of the story. And so because I had some issues with some of the acting early on, especially from Avery Brooks as Commander Sisko, I think that as the season went on, he was given a character. He fell more comfortably into that character. I think he's still a cheesy actor, but overall, I'm a lot easier. Uh, I, I, I think that I've gotten used to it now at this point, and I'm really looking forward to him going through a change that I know will be happening soon when the wars pop up. Obviously, the end of season two, you get introduced to the Dominion. We've heard about the Dominion throughout, I think, even as early as season one. You know, since Quark is doing a lot of work, one of the things that he found out about in one of the episodes with the Grand Magus was about trying to get work and get inside the Dominion. And now we know a little bit more about the Dominion. And yeah, that last episode of season two, especially is a really good season ender, a really good cliffhanger, I guess you could say basically of a, Oh man, here's the next big bad. That's going to be dealt with next season. And Ooh, the stakes are really, really high. So I really like season two. I'm very excited about starting season three because some of the characters you can tell, Slight uniform change, slight hair change, things like that. Characters getting a little bit older. Um, And so I'm excited to see where those characters go. I'm excited to see as they're getting prepared for, because I hear 
gets like to all out war. What between seasons four and six or something like that. So I'm excited to see kind of the build up to that and where we're, where we're able to go, and to still also have the great characters and the great character arcs that we've had so far. Whether it's the relationship between Odo and Quark, whether it is the relationship between Commander Sisko and his uh, son uh, Jake, and uh, I-, I liked being able to finally—it's been a long time since uh, Nog had been shown on the show, so I was very happy to have them try and do you know Commander Sisko trying to do his you know at the end of season two trying to do a fit like a little bit of father-son bonding and then all of a sudden nog to be brought along and then all of a sudden quark get, you know brings himself along too i love the dynamics of all of that um but i was glad to see nog again because he hadn't been on in, in such a long time but yeah anyway uh ds9 was a lot of fun and season two was a lot of fun so i'm excited to continue going through season three so let me know your thoughts if you're a fan of ds9 if you have thoughts about season two uh let me know if you have questions about season two. All righty then. Stephanie B says here tagging. Uh, I was a bully. I wasn't going through anything. I was just a, uh, I was just uh, huge. People were weirded out. Even uh, teachers. Oh, wow. Dang. Yeah. And again, I think it's, it's always important for us to recognize as well that, you know, even though there are, you know, standards or, or, or statistics, it doesn't make it the rule. So for me, I, I think that there is a lot of truth because I think a lot of statistics bear this out, right? That a lot of the times people who are bullies are typically going through stuff themselves. That does not mean that everyone is going to uh, do that, right? Because sometimes it is just that people are in positions where they feel like they're in uh, power or they feel like they're in a position of authority or, you know, being over somebody in a certain way. So yeah, everyone has different motivations, but I do think still that we do still, we still do see those common threads, right? We still do see those common uh, denominators that I do think are important at the far, at the very least of trying to take a more, I guess, widespread approach and widespread understanding. But ultimately that's what happens, right? Either, you know, whether we have been bullied, whether we are the bully, uh, we all have that capacity to grow and uh, and to change as well. So just saw in the live chat that there's a 3PO raid. So uh, <laughs> I'm assuming that's from Drunk. So shout out to Drunk 3PO, who is awesome. Uh, in fact, I believe I'm wearing one of his shirts. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the rebellion, everybody. Um, Drunk 3PO is awesome, dude. Seriously. I'm, I was so uh, I'm so excited to be able to get to see him again in Dallas. Uh, he's an awesome dude. So shout out to Junk 3PO and also him working with Nine Line, uh, you know, working with a company that works with, I believe they're what veteran run. And also they tend to work with other charities too. Makes me very, very happy uh, to support Drunk 3PO. So shout out to Drunk. He is the best of us. Let us see. Uh, Paul Bustle. What's going on, Paul? Says, you might want it as it feels like a uh, 100 right now. Oh, oh, okay, you mean in Texas. At first I was like, wait a minute, oh, so you mean uh, someone to attack me with water balloons because it's close to 100 in Texas. That's the thing, though, is that in Texas, at the very least, you're dealing with a drier heat. So, I mean, people sometimes, I've mentioned this previously, but sometimes people forget, I did live in Texas for a few months. So I was a Texan, technically. I had a Texas address. 
uh, during Hurricane Katrina. So I, I did live in Texas for a few months, and so I know the kind of heat, but it's nothing compared to living in the swamp. Because when you live in Louisiana, um, to some extent Tennessee, but not nearly, not nearly as much as Louisiana, when you live in Louisiana, not only do you get the heat, which can get into the 90s, 100s, but then you're also dealing with 80, 90% humidity, and it feels like you can swim through it. So even, you know, so anything in comparison to that is going to be, in my opinion, dry heat. And then you also have certain areas of Texas where there is actually, you know, actually dry heat where there's very low humidity. Not in all, not in all areas. Texas is too large. Texas is way too big to, you know, to, to fit the universal standard of that. But yeah, nearsighted Cyclops, what's going on to say, well, it's going to be hot in Dallas. You might change your mind about the water balloons. Uh, let's see, Miss Martin Muses, there she is in the live chat. Thank you for being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Modern Day is a church. It's a Catholic church in Dallas. Since I saw the question there. Uh, there is the rose from Miss Martin Muses. So again, thank you very much for the red rose. I appreciate it. G-Man, what's going on, good sir? Thank you very much for being here. Uh, Asajj, what's going on? Welcome. Uh, Long Gunman tag to say, it's a good thing you missed the first part of FNT then. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it tends to happen. Uh, let's see, Scott Miller, hail to you. Thank you very much for being here. Let's see. What's this? Utley at the moment? Is that what it is? Utley ATM at the moment? Says, could, uh, could watch live your discussion DS9 and religion on restoring the faith and now it got struck. Any idea if the strike will be removed? Oh, yeah. So, okay. So you're watching. Well, thanks for watching that, by the way. Yeah, there was a, uh, a lot of, we had a lot of fun on that stream. So on the channel, Restoring the Faith, uh, traditional Catholic channel, uh, me, Anthony Stein, and uh, Ryan Grant, who are both great uh, Catholic commentators, we did a religion and faith discussion on DS9 season one. We had a lot of fun talking about kind of breaking down the, the religion, philosophy, uh, background of DS9 and, and how it's different in so many ways to previous and post Trek. You know, uh, previous Trek tended to look at religion more through a negative lens, whereas DS9 looks at it from a more positive to neutral lens. And it's just very interesting to hear that dynamic from them. But unfortunately, um, and I kind of expected this to happen when, when Ryan was playing some of the clips, he was playing some pretty long clips, and I was like, dude, like, in my head, I was like, dude, I don't think you realize how long you're playing these clips for, because you're, you're probably going to get struck. So, yeah, um, during the stream, I know there was at least a small hiccup, likely because of copyright. So, yeah, I, I haven't been following it, though, since then, so I don't know if the channel got a strike, or, or what what is going to be the result of that, um, but if... If it was going to be anywhere, I would say check RTF's Odyssey channel. I think he backs up everything to Odyssey. Um, I'm not sure if he's on Rumble or not, and it might get uploaded as a podcast. So those would be the only other places that I could think of. Let's see. Uh, Gomer Kyle says here, Ryan was a real sailor too. Oh, yes, absolutely. Definitely uses language like one, that's for sure. <laughs> lesser logic welcome back to the channel good sir jared thorne what's going on thanks for being here i appreciate it 
Uh, let's see. Buffalo Alice tagged to say, you bring a lot of balance to that group. Hope you stick uh, with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. As I said, um, we are a crew. We are a fellowship. And obviously, there's going to be things that drive us crazy that all of us do. I'm sure that I drive them crazy with some of the things that I do, with some of the quirks that I have. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're going to stick it out. We're going to stick it out. Because I feel like most of the time, most of the time, we're not doing and having the conversations that they have. And I, I hope I hope that we start to get a little bit more balanced with those. All right, let's see. Gary Banjo Sandwich says, good heart potty mouth. <laughs> yep, exactly. Master of Gaming says, which genre would you rather watch, horror films or superhero films? Superhero films. I'm not much of a horror fan, to be perfectly honest. It depends on the type of horror. I, I'm much more of a thriller fan, which is why I tend to like some films in the zombie genre. South Korea zombie films tend to be pretty awesome. So... I, I would definitely, between those two, in a general sense, there's a lot more superhero films that I like compared to horror films, though. In, in those standards, at least. Alrighty, then. Fedigator! What's going on? Let's see. It says, keep an eye out for Steve uh, Deese's The Blaze, Christian horror flick, uh, Nefarious, Sean Patrick Flannery. It's in his, it's in post-production, Modern Take on screw tape Letters, edited by Midnight Mass Guy. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, uh, I never saw the Midnight Mass. There's a lot of weird stuff with that. I, I just don't really want to go into or, or don't want to spend time with. Um, but, okay, Christian horror flick. Yeah, hearing the words Christian horror flick already kind of gives me a bit of, of, of caution. Because what kind of Christian flick is it going to be? let alone what type of Christian horror flick is it going to be. Um, but I do like, uh, I do like this uh, take on the screw tape letters, though. I think that, that of all the stories that could be told, I think that is definitely one that could be a really interesting story. Uh, the Common Nerd, thanks for becoming a member at the Army of Asgard level. I appreciate it. Uh, Brian Berth, I already talked about the Friday Night Tights thing, so either rewatch the show yourself and you could find out, or listen back to this show <laughs> where I talk about it. Uh, but anyway, because I'd rather I'd rather not bring it up again. Because don't want to have <laughs> don't want to have that conversation back in my head again. Favorite sci-fi says I always rooted for Quark. Odo was a bit of a fascist. Dang. Okay. Well, that that <laughs> those are some strong words. Favorite sci-fi. But I get it. I get it. Yeah, I like. I've always liked Odo, though. I like his sense of justice. I like the fact that he is taking on the form of a humanoid, and is being able to understand a lot of different aspects of humanoid culture, but also still clearly has this sense of differentiation as as being a changeling, as being a shapeshifter, and not knowing much about his own past or about his own people. Uh, where I'm able to enjoy his character a lot. Uh, Jose Contreras, what's going on? Welcome. Uh, Victor Fontaine, I to say, you can see Avery Brooks starting to internalize his acting versus being so over the top, like with the chess game with Dax in Blood Oath. Ah, okay. Yeah, I definitely have already started to feel some of that with season three because now that there is such a huge threat in the Dominion that is uh, about to be better understood, 
you are starting to see him take on a bit of a different role. So you're starting to see that transition happen. Uh, by the way, thank you all for the two super chats recently. We'll definitely be getting to y'all uh, once it pops up in the chat, because that way I can highlight it and give y'all the focus that y'all deserve. Brightburn85, I think we don't have to like all of the Bond films, but I think it is good to rank them on an objective level. I prefer Dr. No for Martial of Love over Goldfinger for obvious reasons. No, 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 I, I agree. But I think objectively speaking, and I think that just the fact that if you were to ask the vast majority of people within the broader framework of the Bond franchise, and I think Bruce, if I'm not mistaken, Bruce is a hardcore Bond fan. So maybe he can speak to this. If Again, I might be mistaken, but I, I'm pretty sure he, he's a big Bond fan. He might be able to speak to this better better than I can. But I do feel that a large portion of people within the Bond fandom do not hold uh, uh, on on Her Majesty's Secret Service in any high regard whatsoever. And I think a lot of that is because of the huge ob- objective issues within it. Let's see, Gary Banjo Sandwichworthy then says, uh, Love Nog and Worf, and when Cisco gets bald, it gets good there. Yeah, I always... I, it's already been kind of spoiled for me already, but yeah, people bringing up the fact that Worf comes in, it's just like, geez, thanks. Thanks for telling me. I know that's been out for a long time, so it's not protected... I'm not yelling at anybody, by the way, for that, because it's long past the time for me to be protected from spoilers. Um, but I'm also, I'm very much looking forward to, uh, to bald Cisco for sure. Victor Fontaine says also in the blood oath episode with the three Klingons, uh, we're all actors that played Klingons in the star Trek, uh, the original series from the sixties. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's it just also, I think it makes us feel that's more that, that much more authentic because all three of them are played by actors who are able to convey that they have been at this for a long time, that they are older, that they are weary. That's actually a really great episode. Um, so thank Yeah. Cause originally when I heard blood oath, I was kind of, cause again, I, I I've only seen these episodes one time, but then as soon as you mentioned the three, uh, the three Klingons, I was like, okay, yeah, I know. I remember exactly what that is because it was the previous host that Dax was in, uh, Curzon uh, Dax, who had made the blood oath, but uh, she still feels, the modern iteration of Dax still feels uh, the need to fulfill this oath. And I, I thought that that was a really cool aspect to that show. And it was a really fun episode to boot. So, Yeah. All right. There's the comment about the 3PO raid. And just in time, as I'm getting to that chat in the chat, Drunk 3PO live super chats. Do no, 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 no. I got to hug Drunk 3PO. And Drunk 3PO is huge. I knew that he was taller than what was like what people expected because I remember him even mentioning that. But I didn't expect him to be, I didn't expect to be looking up to Drunk 3PO. So shout out to. The Canadian bear, Drunk 3PO. Because he honestly is a real-life bear. Pepper Sci-Fi, it's a shame that Nog's actor, Aaron Eisenberg, passed away a few years ago. Oh, no! I didn't hear about that. Oh. I hope it wasn't because of any type of being being mistreated or anything like that. Let's see. Scott McKenzie, what's going on? Absolutely. Join the Rebellion. Hundred and ten in El Paso. People are 
That sounds like people are like bragging about how hot it is where they are. And again, I, I think that I'll be okay. Having lived in New Orleans uh, in a swamp for most of my life. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too that I'm not too concerned, especially since I plan on being inside the vast majority of the time. I'm also a bit of a vampire as well. I don't like the sun. It's just like I don't like the beach. I'm very much Anakin Skywalker in that way. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating and it gets everywhere. But also, I'm just not a big fan of the sun. Just, just It's just me. I know it's good for you. I know you get what vitamin D from it and everything. I'm just not a fan. I'm just not a fan. I like to be inside in the air conditioning. It's just my thing. So I, I think that uh, I think I'll be okay. As long as no one makes me go outside for any great lengths of time, I think I'll be fine. All right, first half, as a member says, I've heard living on the Great Lakes. It gets hot when uh, it gets hot. When it gets hot, you can jump into the cool down, uh, jump into cool down and not have to worry about anything large with lots of teeth. Uh, you don't have any gators up there in the Great Lakes? Obviously you don't, but still. Maybe one day. Through pollution. Uh, Mike Jackson, felt your pain and anguish last night on Friday Night Tights. We love and support you. Keep up the good work. Hey, Mike Jackson, thank you very much. Good, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was great seeing all the love in the chat last night, but don't y'all worry. I got I got thick skin, and even more importantly, I have got a greater power to hold on to, and uh, I know that sounds cliche, but it is true. So, you know, I am but human flesh and am weak. But I am made strong. And I pray to be made strong. Especially in the midst of conversations that I'd rather not have in my head. Master of Gaming says, Which animated film would you rather watch, Lightyear or Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank? Oh, that's a terrible choice. I wouldn't want to watch either of them. But if I was forced to watch one of them, I would only choose Lightyear by default because at the very least, I have a connection to the characters that are being portrayed. So I'd be like, okay, well, at least I can find out something that I don't care to find out about versus the Pause of Fury, which I just look at the trailer and I'm like, nah, there's nothing about this at all that intrigues me whatsoever. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not really, really intrigued by Lightyear either, but yeah. You gave me a bad choice, and so that's that's the best that I can do. Common Nerd, who is now a member, says, Hail Chat just got done with Drunk Stream. Had to wait my five minutes because this account wasn't subbed yet. Love you, Odin. Well, thanks for subbing, dude. And yeah, I, I only do that to try and make sure that uh, trolls are, are left out as, as best as possible. It's not a perfect system, but uh, it, does, it does work as well as it can, I suppose. Rogue Disney, hail to you, good sir. Let's see. J.H. Schwalbach, what's going on? I know that name. I know that name. Supporter of FNT. Uh, J.H. Schwalbach, thank you, though, for the $39.67 super chat. Says, just had to send this. I know you will never be able to look at a horse again. But yourself something, buy yourself something nice. You are my favorite on FNT. Well, thank you for the love. Um, no thanks for putting putting any even concept of the image back into my mind. But thank you again for the love and support. I do appreciate it. And uh, hey, thank you, man. I, I, I appreciate the love. 
And thank you for, for continuing to support us over on FNT as well. And hopefully I, I said your name correctly. Whereas no Gary. Gary always messes things up. Common Nerd, thanks for the super chats. I love Steve Deese. You should watch. Book is great. Um, yeah, I've seen a couple of his episodes and he seems fine, but there's just so I, there's just too much content that I already consume already. To add more stuff on, it would just be a little bit much. The only times I ever watch The Blaze, like, proper, other than, you know, every now and then being able to catch some Steven Crowder stuff, but uh, The Blaze proper is randomly whenever I happen to have Pluto TV open because it's actually a free channel on Pluto. It's amazing to me that, like, YouTube TV won't carry it, a lot of cable packages won't carry it, but then it's on Pluto TV of all places, you know, it just, it's weird. See, G-Man had to say, would you consider The Exorcist to be a Christian horror flick? Uh, I really wouldn't because it's definitely a Hollywood take on it. It's definitely a, a Hollywoodization of a real story based, based off of actual events. Whether you believe those events happened the way that they did or whether you have faith in those events, that's obviously up to the individual person. But it is based off of an account that was given by an exorcist. So... Um, I, w- I would say that it's – I would not consider it to be that. To say anything as a Christian horror flick I think is already a bit of an oxymoron because most horror films tend to, especially when religion's involved, tend to delve into the demonic. And it's hard to really argue that a film can be a Christian film while portraying the demonic. Especially I think if one looks at it from a Catholic lens – it is much more of an oxymoron than anything else. And I think I think some people might be able to kind of get what I'm trying to say with that. New Side Cyclops says, I like the movie, even non-Catholics might be able to understand what I'm saying with that. I like the movie Fallen with Denzel Washington and John Goodman, sort of a Christian horror film. Interesting that the concept of a Christian horror film is coming up here. Um, ever actually seen Fallen before, though? That's a great cast. Yes, I know. Everyone's been saying I should watch Babylon 5. I am not going to start it until I finish DS9. I I want to take my time with these things. Gomer Kyle, who is a member, says Halloween 78 was a suspense thriller and haven't been able to recreate it. I'm dreading Halloween ends, but I got a new Norm comedy special and a Top Gun flick, so it's all good. Yeah, I have not watched the the final Norm comedy uh, special or dedication i don't know exactly what it is i just know it's been recommended so i'm definitely looking forward to watching it and yeah top gun the news top gun is fantastic definitely definitely great uh let's see awesome one hail to you thank you very much for being here let's see who else is here kill chow in the chat hail to you Let's see. Drunk 3PO, there is the super chat. So I wanted to highlight it, give give you your proper dues. So again, thank you, Drunk 3PO, for the $5 Sessa super chat. Says, I got to hug Odin Florida. And again, no. No, 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 no. I got to hug Drunk 3PO in Florida. And I had to look up to him. Physically. Because he's gigantic. He's tall. He is a Canadian bear. And I'm glad that he appreciated that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. All right. We are, let's see, about 10 minutes or so out from the end. 
So slow down if you can. I'd appreciate it. Uh, from heart failure, the young actor passed away. Yeah, still at 50 years old, passed away. I'm, I mean, it's one of those things where it's obviously sad uh, for anyone to pass away, let alone so young. Uh, but also at the same time, have cons- you know there are there are obviously a lot a lot of things that as well could really you know be worse. It says well, if you're a vamp, you must really love Midnight Mass. Uh, Dees is why I watched it. You should check it out. Uh, you should check out his review. It'll give you a different perspective on it. Yeah, here's the thing though: is that I I always tend to try and stay away from those types of shows and those types of films because um, though some would try and say like, yeah, but people should know about the de- it's it's one of those things where to entertain the demonic, it's it's a bit of a slippery slope. Because when you entertain the demonic, basically it's the concept of you don't ever want to crack a door open. So if it at all even raises the interest or intrigue in the demonic, that is the potential to crack doors open. And you never want to crack a door open because if doors cracked open, guess what? It means something can come through. Has always been uh, my mindset on that. Victor Fontaine, uh, let's see, uh, the Maki are also introduced in Star Trek Universe in Season 2 with that two-part episode. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm not... They're not all that intriguing to me at this point, uh, other than them being involved with the Federation and then basically leaving and abandoning the Federation to do and join this group. But, I don't know. For me, it was kind of a... Oh, that was kind of anticlimactic, where now it just has been dropped off. And I know they've already foreshadowed when the uh, the commander the former commander or the former friend of of Cisco says hey we'll we'll see each other again but and i know that that's probably going to come uh, come out again especially with the fighting with the dominion i imagine is what's going to bring a lot of that stuff out but i don't know i just feel like that story that storyline kind of just got dropped off a little bit i don't know let's see gomer kyle uh says here old man Chattanooga is hotter than 300 miles up north to my little Tennessee town. So you have you have me beat. Do you go to any of the lookout games? No, I don't go to any lookout games. But obviously the, the stadium, um, very easy to get to just because it's in the very middle of the city. Um, but but no, I, I've never it's I, I like baseball, but I've never been able to get into the minor leagues as much. Also, a lot of the stuff that I feel that I would likely get into or would be willing to try and get into, especially with local sports, was just made that much more difficult with the pandemic when everything got shut down. Cause I was here for only really a, a semester before all things went to heck and things have only really started to get more normal, especially around here. It's been a lot more so, but, uh, or a lot sooner than other places around here, uh, than other parts of the country, but it's still relatively young as far as, us getting back to a a more normalized society, <laughs> a more normalized situation, I guess you could say. But anyway, let's see. Da-da-da-da-da-dum. Forever Sci-Fi says he was born with health issues. Dang. See, common nerd who is a member grew who is a member grew up in Missouri. Never want to see ice again. Snow is wild down here, dude. I love snow. We unfortunately in in our part of Tennessee, Chattanooga, we get snow maybe once a year if we're lucky. Um, 
a couple years ago, we had a really nice snowfall that lasted for a few hours. And then after a few hours, it started to melt and it melted very, very quickly. But the initial coverage was awesome. It looked like a just powder covered winter wonderland. It was pretty cool. Enough for us to build snowmen and stuff. Sadly, it does not snow enough, but we have seasons. That's what I'm most happy about, especially with this part of the world. In Louisiana, in New Orleans especially, you don't have seasons. It's just usually very, very hot. Maybe you get a cold front or two that come through, but ugh, I, I like having seasons. That's been very nice uh, to have here. I, d- I do wish it got a little bit colder, though. Uh, let's see. It's pronounced dace. Well, I'm, I'm still going to pronounce it dace. I don't care. I don't know him. I don't care. Master of Gaming, did you see the trailer for the movie Smile that was playing in Top Gun Maverick? I don't remember that trailer playing. Then again, I don't remember that name either. Huh. Rob D. Tad to say, but Odin Cable TV is confident you'll be happy with 1,000 channels, but only five being watchable. Yeah. And what's crazy, too, is that we're, got, we're, we're getting to the point where these subscription services are so egregious and are so plentiful that you're going to have someone at some point be like, hey, I've got a bright idea. Let me just consolidate all these plans together at a discounted rate, and then you could have them all. And then all you're going to end up having is the only difference, really, is it's going to be an online subscription service it's gonna be an online cable service more or less but it's gonna be subscription things it's just ridiculous joey horn says fallen is a great movie i do like i do like those characters or rather those actors john goodman especially commenter says uh dude if you don't tell people the devil is real how are they going to know uh fallen was epic yeah and again just kind of going back to to that a little bit as well as well here's the thing is that when you tell stories in that way, you already are kind of trying to indicate in certain respects a more fictionalized rendition, a more dramatized rendition. So if anything, it piques the interest of people. And that to me is the more dangerous aspect of it is because if you pique the interest of people, it causes people to do more research on it. And you would think, oh, that's a good thing, right? No, it's the more you dive into it, especially when you are not in a good place spiritually, the more dangerous it can be. Um, so that's why I would probably uh, push back on that. The R, what's going on, good sir? Thank you very much for being here. Fetigator tagged to say, Nefarious is going to be a horror thriller. Steve's co-host, Todd Ezrin, is a strong Catholic, and they have frequent fascinating discussions on pop culture through Christian worldview lenses. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's just the, the, the connection of that just seems uh, not really for me. Common Nerd, I had paperback or exorcist script in book form. So good. Glad that you enjoy it. Hound 3000 coming in towards the very end. He's just a 10 minutes. No! Well, we, we, started, on, we started on time. Favorite sci-fi. Sadly, being a huge fan of Babylon 5, I've gotten used to some of my favorite actors passing away too soon. Ah, uh, very sad. But yeah, I'm very, uh, I'm very pumped to start that at some point. But as I said... I want to um, be able to watch everything from DS9 before I jump into another series, especially since there's other series currently going on that I'm watching as well. Some that I'm happy to be watching, others that I'm 
treading to watch every week. Uh, I just saw this comment and I had to highlight it because it always just makes me very happy. There was enough room on the door for Rose. There was. This is a fact. You want to know why we should hate James Cameron? That one thing alone. Because it's true. <laughs> I love it. Oh, the door was so gigantic. And I love it. It's like, oh, I can't fit. Yes, yes, you could have. You could have made Rose get the heck out of the way. Uh, Common Nerd, who is a member, says, views his cohort is a hardcore Catholic too. Todd Edgerton says someone else had mentioned this too. Uh, his daughter is track star, came out against the men's stuff, women's sports. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I'm wondering if she was just one of them or if she was like the one. Like, was she the one that got featured even in, was she, wasn't, there was one girl who was even featured in a PragerU video. Is that the same one? Because I feel like that story has been one of the most effective in showing people and helping to show people why that is such an issue. By the way, Scott McKenzie, thank you for becoming a member at the Citizen of Asgardian level. Not a big baseball guy anymore, but I went in 2019 and had fun. Of course, it was before the COF, uh, and just uh, and just go to the Smokies for snow. Yeah, I know that it's not too far away for me to be able to experience it, but it's like, I don't know. I would just like to be able to have it in my backyard, you know? First, if I wanted to go back watching baseball, but that my team, the Tigers, decided uh, to go to Pride Month, they would give proceeds from the May 31st game to a group that promotes gender story. Oh, yeah, Forever Sci-Fi. And that's the other thing, too, is that so many of these sports teams are either directly associated or by association associated with uh, giving money, as you mentioned, to these groups that I honestly just cannot possibly uh, support. So that's why it's hard for me to – it's really hard for me to support any sports uh, teams really anymore at this point it's just gotten so egregious you know like there used to be lines there used to be standards that people had and now we've gotten to the point where there is such a large portion of our population that is either rejecting reality outright or is trying to push others to reject reality it's it's so hard and difficult to find common ground with you it's 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 an issue with principles if one cannot agree on basic first principles, so that there is an objective truth, that there is objective reality. If you can't even agree on that premise, you can't have a conversation. You have to have common principles with somebody to actually be able to engage in, conver- engage in conversation with them. Uh, Victor Fontaine, so as the title of the video hopefully indicates, I finished season two. And I'm about an episode, literally just starting season three. So I'm moving along. Moving along. Your average patriot nerd, hail to you. Thank you. Thank you for coming from Drunk3PO stream. And again, shout out to Drunk3PO for sending some people over. Uh, Yeah, DS9, two seasons in. So far, loving it. Uh, Common Nerd says, fair enough. I just disagree. Apparently, there are some big religious... uh, uh, There was a big religious boost... After Exorcist, I studied and practiced paganism when I was young, but still led me to Christ at the end. But as as I said, uh, just listening to, I would say it would be better to listen to someone like someone I strongly, if if this is a topic that interests anybody, I recommend going through it the right way. And I think one of the best ways to get through the subject is actually hearing from somebody who's directly experienced things. So Father Chad Ripperger, his name is Father Chad Ripperger. He is an exorcist. So he's able to speak from experience and he's able to speak in such a way 
where he's able also to give uh, advice. He's able to give cautions as well. And I think it's a better way of going about it versus watching a film uh, or something like that. Let's see. Scott McKenzie, who's a member, says, Have you seen The Reluctant Convert with Max McLean? Uh, excellent. And, of course, uh, Tolkien influenced Lewis to be a theist. So, no, I actually have not seen Reluctant Convert, but have uh, I have heard of it. I have heard it. All righty then. So we are getting right up against time. We're past time now at this point in time. So let me try and get to any last second comments. So if people could stop tagging, I appreciate it. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi says, Jack didn't die. He was saved by the people from the trench from the abyss. No, no, no. I, I appreciate that joke. But no, he was saved. Or maybe this is a part of the joke. No, remember, he was frozen in ice. And then they were able to use the the warm liquid goo phase from Austin Powers. I don't know if anyone's ever seen the Titanic 2 trailer parody, but oh my goodness, it is fantastic. They cut a lot of things from other films that have DiCaprio in it, and I think it actually works pretty well for what it is. All right, Gomer Kyle, thank you for the $5 super chat. Thank you very much, good sir, for being a member. He says, oh, and please say that about the door again. I want my wife to hear you say there was uh, room on that door. Even Mythbothers proved it. Supposed to die. It's supposed to die my butt. Yeah, if even Mythbusters, if even Mythbusters proves it, that speaks for itself. But yes, just Gomer Kyle, since you had asked for it, absolutely. Just so that the wife can hear it, there was room on that boat. Go ahead, rewind it, freeze frame, and you'll see that that door. I should say rather, not boat. That door. There was room on that door. That door is gigantic. And there's no way that two people could not have fit on that safely. So, anyway, that that's that's for you, Dojo <laughs> So, and Tina, I see you coming in with that correction. I corrected myself. There's a there's a delay on here. Look how fast I am. I'm able to correct myself before. Anyway, much love, Tina. <laughs> if anyone if anyone was gonna correct me. Uh, it's of course our resident historian. And again, much love to Tina and Steph. You are awesome. Thank y'all for being amazing, uh, mods and just for being amazing people in general. Uh, (laughs) the boat door, the boat door, hold the door, hold the door. (laughs) It's not a boat. It's a ship. Uh, no, it's a door. It was a door. <laughs> oh man, Forever Sci-Fi says Rose must have had good life insurance on Jack. It would explain how she still grew up like a rich girl. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, don't don't bring up the hold the door, common nerd. Hold the door, hold door, hold door. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's gonna be it for me tonight, everybody. Uh, thank you all for being here. This was a lot of fun. Uh, as it usually is. So thank you so much. Again, DS9 uh, has been great. Season 2 was fantastic. Uh, excited to dive further into Season 3. Jurassic World Dominion, bit of a mess. I think that a lot of us agree who have seen the film. A lot of people not excited to see the film. The one thing I do want to kind of add to that, since that was a part of the discussion too, was that to me, I think one of the worst parts of the film was the villain. The villain, I mentioned this in my review, reminds me a lot visually of 
the current leader of Apple, Tim Cook. And I think that should speak for itself. Even though that might come across as like an evil behind the scenes, super smart genius villain, not in a movie about dinosaurs where action is the name of the game. That's just me. I think the villain was laughably bad. His quirks and some of the things that it was, if you've seen the film, you should know what I'm talking about. But that villain was just cringe how bad he he was. And I feel like, I feel like both films, you know, because the first one, I think there's a little bit more going on to have one singular villain necessarily because uh, the dinosaurs are kind of the villains in certain respects, but then they also are kind of the heroes, almost anti-heroes in a certain respect towards the end. But I honestly think that the villains of these last two have been really, really weak. This one, ah, it's just really, really bad. But anyway, terrible villain in that film, but I will say I'd much rather watch Jurassic World Dominion again than Doctor Strange 2. So I will say that much. It's making a lot of money at the box office. It is likely to be the biggest box office of the summer, at least for this point in time. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how those numbers hold up over time. Gomer Kyle says, now I got to get Gary to tell her about Bon Jovi. I don't hate Bon Jovi personally. I don't think that Bon Jovi is great necessarily, but I don't hate Bon Jovi. I don't understand why he hates Bon Jovi as much as he does. Um, but hey, we're halfway there living on a prayer anyway. <laughs> so thank you all very much for being here tonight. It's been, uh, it's been great. It's been a lot again, blessed, uh, blessed Ember Saturday, Saturday of Pentecost. And thank you all again for the ones who, uh, who, who thought that my first rosary looked good. So again, cannot wait to uh, be able to make some more to start sending these to people and, uh, see what else I can do. Be really cool to start. Maybe making some small chaplets, which are you know just the ten beads. So instead of having the full rosary, can I, I also would love to be able to maybe a little bit further down the line make a full fifteen decade rosary. I think that would be uh, a fun project to work on as well because then I could say instead of having to buy one for myself, I could actually make one for myself. So anyway, thank you all so very much for being here. This has been so much fun. It's been phenomenal. Uh, as far as the schedule is concerned. Tuesday night, we will, of course, have our Welcome to Asgard podcast stream, the Monday morning uh, stream this week. Yes, there's a Monday morning stream this week. And the reason why is because Friday, rather Thursday morning, I will not be able to do the OMB report live because I will be on the road to Dallas, which is quite a drive for me. So because of that, OMB report live is going to be moved to Monday. I will put a post up on the social media accounts in the Discord with that update on it. But anyway, 9 a.m. Eastern time, Monday morning, not Thursday, will be the OMB Report Live. And then we'll do our Tuesday, Wednesday, good morning, Asgard stream, 9 a.m. Eastern as well. Anyway, and if anything changes with that, of course, I will keep you all up to date. You guys are all amazing and beautiful people. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your Saturday, a blessed rest of your weekend, blessed Trinity Sunday. And as always... Shout out to the Valks, Tina and Steph, for being here, for being amazing, and uh, yeah, just for being you, honestly. You are all fantastic, and you are all great. Have a wonderful rest of your day, everybody, and as always, God bless. 
And now for a huge special shout out to my June Keeper of the Bifrost and Chosen of Valhalla level members, Brandon, let's go Brandon, Christopher Bowman, Garrett Searles, Hymir Irie Hymason, Jeff Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Father Luca, Mike Jackson, for the win, Mad Mitch Dunaway, or in chat reviews, make sure to check out his YouTube channel. He just hit 1,000 subscribers. Rosetta Allen, check out her YouTube channel as well. Stan Andrian, Miss Martin Muses, check out her YouTube channel. And also, of course, the amazing Tina B, Empress of the Universe. Check out her YouTube channel, especially her show, Soup to Nuts, that she does with the amazing Stephanie B. Thank you all very much for supporting me over on Patreon. And a huge shout out to all of my subscribers as well over on Subscribestar at these levels. Matt317, Storm Tracker, The R, Fast Reaction, Mr. Roy, and also, of course, J Rod, The Beer Guru, and ZK Man. You guys are amazing. And a last shout out to my locals members. We have Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan. How about a hockey player? We have Mike Jackson for the win once again, Robert Barnes, and Brett D. 90. So I want to say thank you again for being my members at the Keeper of the Bifrost level and the Chosen of Valhalla levels. If you want your name especially shouted out at the end of every single video and live stream, please check out my links at the Patreon and Subscribestar. Uh, you can find those in the top link in the video description, the Willow link as I like to call it. We can also get access to things like giveaways, things like the podcast I do with John the Flick Pick Flickinger and other cool stuff like that. Anyway, thank you all very much for supporting me for the month of June. You're all amazing and and beautiful people, hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.